So many wrestling fans want to know how the wrestling audience can grow in 2021 and beyond. And maybe Eric Bischoff has the answer. We talk about it next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, Eric Bischoff has had quite the experience in professional wrestling and in television, especially that he was the forefront of the Monday Night Wars with WCW. He was there when things were good. He was there when things were bad and ultimately the demise of WCW in 2001. He was talking about Starcade 2000 recently on his 83 Weeks podcast. And he actually was talking about what things can be different today that could change the dynamic of pro wrestling. Here's what he said. We changed the way the product was being presented, talking about WCW in 1997. We changed the audience that we were marketing to. The strategy of being different worked. The strategy of going after males 18 to 49 worked. Guess what? The world changed. Two years later, guess who was going after 18 to 49 males? Because the world changed. WWF followed our footsteps. Your thoughts on this, Ralph? Does WWE, does AEW need to change the way they focus on their product to change and grow the audience? Uh, well, I think WWE would have to change quite a bit more than AEW does. I think AEW is actually trying to tap into uh, the younger demographic, a demographic that maybe isn't necessarily as interested in professional wrestling while trying to please fans who are still you know, following professional wrestling or whether you want to say they were watching WWE, no longer watching WWE, the fan that is disenfranchised with the product that WWE is selling them. Because when you look at the industry as a whole, for the past 18, 19 years since WCW has gone out of business, you've really only had WWE, WWF uh, at the time as the forefront of the wrestling industry, at least in on, on a grand scale. You've had right. TNA, who was much smaller, uh, maybe in some small way competition to WWE. Uh, but I do truly think that AEW is trying to differ themselves from what WWE is. That's, that's undoubtable. Now, if that's going to work, that's the big question. We have about a year, a year's worth of a sample set of AEW and what their numbers kind of look like at least as far as television is concerned. Um, so I guess we can have that conversation about if they're having doing the right thing, if they're trying to tap into the right demographic and uh, where we see this going in the future. See, I think Bischoff has a point, but the problem is AEW, I think, is targeting the wrong audience. They're targeting an audience okay. that's already <clears throat> there. They're targeting the diehard wrestling fan that's going to be there no matter what, week in and week out. And that is why... They're off to a strong start, but the question is, can they grow that audience in the future? Right. Now, everyone talks about the 18 to 49 demographic, which is the right demographic to target because even back in the Attitude Era, it was a demographic that Bischoff even admitted they were focusing on during the, 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 during the Monday Night Wars. But I think we need to dive into this a little bit more. I think, yes, the male audience is definitely there, but we need to focus a little bit more in the wrestling industry to target the female demographic. It's the same thing that worked in music. Why were the Beatles so big? Because the women loved them. Why was hair metal huge in the eighties? Because the women loved them, but the men stayed. So you got to have that same approach in professional wrestling. I think today, what can we do to attract the female audience into 
getting more male audience and having them stay. What do you think about that? I, I, I agree to a certain extent. I mean, I, I, I think that is more difficult than, you know, we're kind of leading on because when you talk about who the fan base is currently, we know that it's, it's predominantly male. Like a majority of the wrestling fan base is made up by males. Of course. Uh, in trying to transform that and transform the market, that's called market transformation. That's very, very difficult because now when you try to do something like that, you risk running off your male audience if now you're presenting a product that they're not into. So do you do that trying to attract the female audience and trying to ensure that you keep the audience that you currently have? Not as easy as it, as it, as it seems on paper. No, um, but no, what I, it's what not. Say is it, this. It's not, but let me, let me bring in that point, you know, as I'm bringing up music as my example here, music has evolved or some people would say devolve in so many different ways. And it's always translated by how the female audience picks it out first. Elvis, the Beatles journey and like hair metal and all that stuff in the eighties, even stuff today, like the, the, Music that women listen to today translates into what becomes top 40 music. And I think what primarily the female audience watches on television will dictate how the 18 to 49 demographic works. I mean, we talk about obviously live sports is the go-to number one uh, ratings grabber. And if you look, not only do they do great in men's demographics, but they do great in female demographics. The other thing that draws a huge audience as total, total viewership is concerned is reality TV. Who's watching mm -hmm. that more than anybody? Females. So how do you try to grab that reality TV audience? I'm not saying get everybody, but a little percentage of them into professional wrestling. Well, here's what I was going to say. So, using your comparison of 80s hair metal or just music in general, right? Pop, pop culture. You have the women or the female audience that is going to be into it. And you have the guys that want to be the front man of the group, right? So that's, yes. that's kind of like, so that's, that's where you get that uh, amalgamation of just the right stuff where it's going to work. You're going to get everybody invested in it. And, and that's not really different in any other genre of, of pop culture. You know, you have your stars and you have guys that are very good at their job, but the stars are the ones that really get the attraction and bring in the fans, whether they're male or female or whatever else. Right. So with pro wrestling, it's such a difficult market to look at and analyze because when we talked about this yesterday, to me, pro wrestling is mainstream and it's pop culture, but at the same time, it's not. Because right. wrestling is a big deal. WrestleMania is a big deal. We know they can sell 80,000 plus tickets to sell out in a stadium. But when you look at the numbers on a weekly basis, for some reason, no matter what company it is, they go up, they go down. They go up, they go down. It's like a roller coaster. And you never really see those numbers trend in an upward direction, at least consistently. So there's, there's a right. number of reasons that I think um, are causing that. I think that when you look at wrestling right now, what it's starving for is that next big star. We talk about this all the time. I think we were spoiled in the sense that, you know, before when you had the territories, you had certain guys that were huge in specific territories before television was huge and all of that stuff. Before Vince McMahon came along, you had your Ric Flair's, your Dusty Rhodes, Bruno San Martino's, Andre the Giants, and all those guys were able to sell out wherever they went. Right. Then once you had television, you had your Hogan's. And then mm -hmm. you had your Warriors and guys like that that were still big, but Hogan was certainly the driving force in the industry. You had Rock and you had Austin. 
After that, you had Cena. And since Cena, we just have not seen that big star. Now, there are guys that are really good in the ring. And they'll probably go down as some of the best ever. They certainly will go down as the best ever. But when you look at the time where before there was Austin, Hogan went to WCW, you had at the top of WWF at the time, you had Shawn Michaels, you had The Undertaker, and you had Bret Hart. All amazing wrestlers, all guys that nobody's ever going to tell you they couldn't go in the ring and that they're not going to be Hall of Famers. But Mm -hmm. business was not good. You need that big star to drive the industry. You need that guy that can tap into other elements of pop culture or whatever else to get that casual fan or the female audience or the male audience, somebody that people can get behind and feel like, you know what, it's cool to watch wrestling. I feel like right now a lot of fans who watch professional wrestling are just the fans that have always watched. Not a cat. There is no casual fan in pro wrestling, in my opinion. You either watch it, you don't, you're invested in it, and you're not. And you're not going to just tune in for one random episode of Dynamite unless things there. And again, that's another issue because your 62-year-old guy that you just hired is your number one draw. So there's so many different elements that are driving this. But at the end of the day, I still think they need the next big star to come along, whether that's WWE, AEW, wherever it may be. That's what's going to bring the industry back to the, to the level where it can, can compete with those reality TV shows or live sports or something like that. Right. But here's... Here's something that I think Eric Bischoff touched on in that podcast that I think great makes a, a great point is that the stuff storyline wise that WWE is doing and even AEW, nothing's really new, you know? Yes. Like, yep. like yep. the stuff today, I think they are, they're doing it in a newer way, but it's the same recycled stories. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff basically said that, you know, he said this a couple weeks ago on the Everything with Everything is with Corey and Ant podcast he was a guest on. And here's what he said, uh, referencing that on his 83 Weeks podcast. He said, a couple weeks ago, I made a comment. It certainly read more critical than I wanted it to when I said it. I referenced the fact that WWE or AEW aren't really doing anything any different that has been done 20 years ago. They're doing it with different people, with different outfits. And other than the COVID situation which was necess- was a necessity to stop the bleeding more than anything else, which didn't advance the product. Neither AEW or WWE are coming up with anything really new or big to have the same impact that Nitro did back mm-hmm. in 95, 96, and 97. I totally agree. Like, the NWO and D-Generation X and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, all that perfect storm coming at one bit was something new. AEW, yes, it's new, but their storylines, everyone could say, oh, this is a reference to that. This was a reference to that. Like, nothing is new. The only new thing is Orange Cassidy. Like, that is really, like, the fresh thing in wrestling. No one's ever seen a millennial sloth-style wrestler like Orange Cassidy, and I know we talk about him on Nauseam on here, but I bring him up because I was talking to my wife last night, and... One thing I asked her was, and she used to watch during the Attitude Era. She doesn't watch anymore unless I'm watching it and she's in the same room. I said, yep. Yep. what What do you see in wrestling today that you like or that you want to see change in wrestling? One of the things was she likes the gimmick of Orange Cassidy. Now, granted, he, she says that he's not a main event draw or a main eventer, but likes the gimmick. He's very entertaining. The other thing is the fact that the women wrestlers are a focal point and 
the ratings will dictate that actually might be connecting in the right direction because Bailey and Sasha Banks for the last year have been the tops ratings draws in professional wrestling, even more now today than Roman Reigns since he's come back. The numbers have shown that. So mm -hmm. I think that's something they could tap into. And WWE certainly has. AEW, we talk about it at nauseum. The women's division needs to be better. And I think that it's not the in-ring skill that's the problem. It's the storylines. What can we do storyline-wise in AEW and WWE that can get people to watch? And another thing they do all the time, advertising matches at nauseum. Everything is, we got to advertise this match, 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 match. Just let things develop and have people guessing. I want to see what happens next. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, that cliffhanger and that raw, I want to see what happens next. They need more of that stuff. They do. And I certainly agree 100% with what you just said. And I, I absolutely agree 100% with Eric Bischoff. Now, here, here, here's where the problem comes in. Like you pointed out and like Eric Bischoff stated, and this is one of the things I thought to myself when I was trying to think, you know, where do I, where do I fall on this? Do I agree with Eric or not? So the older generation, the older fan base, you know, that 30 mm -hmm. plus fan. Okay. They've been paying attention to wrestling for years. Right. Uh, especially when you get into that 50 plus demographic WWE holds that demographic. That's where there's that that's like they're one of their most committed fan base as far as demographics are concerned. Now, the problem with that is this, like Eric Bischoff said, and like you just said, if you've been paying attention to professional wrestling for a good majority of time, you've seen every storyline, especially when you've, you've lived through the attitude era, because when we talk about spots with AEW, like how Jim Ross was critical of certain spots, because it's like, how do you top that? When you look at the storylines from the Attitude Era, it was over and beyond anything you're seeing now. So it's like, well, how are you going to be able to top that? So anybody who watched during the Attitude Era that saw Steve Austin come out on a beer truck, Kurt Angle come out on the milk truck, uh, Mick Foley get thrown off the top of the hell in the cell. I mean, it was like the wild, wild west of storylines. So how are you going to one up that? So anything that they're seeing in today's product certainly is not going to live up to the expectation that they had back in the 90s. So not only have they seen it all um, and they're accustomed to all the storylines, but they've seen stuff that is far above and beyond anything that they're going to see now. So how do you get them entertained? The other hard part of that is this. So with AEW, they're certainly trying to captivate the younger fan base, the younger mm -hmm. demographic. Right. Here's the problem with that. As wrestling fans, we always talk about, you know, wanting longevity in our storylines, wanting storylines that last longer than a week to week like WWE has done. The younger fans don't want that. I, I mean, when that's you look true. at the, that when you look at the numbers and when you look at everything, all of the stuff that's been uh, studied, whether it's because of social media or technology, all of that stuff, people don't have the attention span that they once had. So getting them to pay attention to a product, first of all, it's difficult uh, altogether because to get somebody to sit down and be invested in a TV show for two or three hours a week, without going through their, their phone and scrolling through Twitter and Instagram and other social media platforms and actually being invested in the product is difficult enough. But getting them to pay attention to a storyline that's going to build week after week after week after week, it just doesn't happen. And we know that doesn't happen because we see the ratings. We see the viewership. Sting, as an example, you bring back somebody who's got a, a, um, a, a big following from the Attitude Era and the viewership is over 1 million or close to a million. And then the next week it drops off. It's the same thing every single time. The uh, AEW, the Kenny Omega storyline, he, he goes to impact. The numbers there were solid and everybody gets all excited. But 
wrestling right now is operating within its own bubble. And I don't care who wants to disagree with that, whether it's Dave Meltzer or anybody else who gets all excited when they see these numbers. They go up, they get inflated every single time something big happens, big to the wrestling fan. But to the casual fan or the laps fan or people who don't watch professional wrestling, they're not watching. And when you go on certain platforms and you start to compare numbers, whether it's Real Housewives, uh, Cobra Kai got released this weekend, that was a huge deal. When you compare professional wrestling to other forms of entertainment, it is just not at the level of those other forms of entertainment. Right. People aren't paying attention to it. They're choosing other things to pay attention to. And I, in my opinion, I don't think that is going to change until one, somebody drastically changes professional wrestling and recreates it in a different form of what it's being presented as right now. And I don't know if anybody's going to try to do that because that, that is certainly going to be difficult. Or two, the next big star comes along. And the problem with the next big star is you don't know when that's going to happen. It is literally right. The, the, the right saying at the right time, something mm -hmm. that's going to connect with a fan base. And you don't know who that's going to be and you don't know when they're going to say it. It just kind of happens. It happened with Hogan. It happened with Austin. It happened with Rock. And that's, that's unfortunately, in my opinion, that's where the industry is. It's going to be stagnant for a while until the next big star comes. I agree to that. But I also think you need that that little perfect storm to happen before the biggest star happens. It just it's not like one minute they're the lowest ratings and then boom, they become this huge ratings grabbing phenomenon. Yeah. Like like Hogan had the momentum of Hulkamania because of the stuff with Cindy Lauper and all that rock and wrestling connection that led to WrestleMania. And if that did not work, who knows? We're probably not talking right now on a wrestling podcast in 2021. You know? Uh, the Attitude Era with the NWO and all that stuff, you know, D-Generation X, like I said before, maybe the incident with Brian Pillman and Steve Austin and the gun. If that doesn't happen, the Attitude Era doesn't start. Uh, John Cena, the ruthless aggression speech from Vince McMahon. If that doesn't happen, then John Cena doesn't become a thing. So I think maybe that perfect storm is starting in professional wrestling right now. And we're probably seeing the upward swing. Like I said, I predicted... This year would be a better ratings year and a better audience year uh, than years past on our our 2021 prediction show. I I uh, I am very very uh, bold on that. I really think that's going to happen, but it all depends on you know can they get the right pieces together? Can they get that perfect storm going? And maybe Bailey and Sasha was the the start of it, leading to the head of the table at WWE. Maybe mm -hmm. in AEW, it's Orange Cassidy leading that to some other things. I don't know. But it, it, like you said, it's, it is going to take the big megastar, but there needs to be some stuff that leads to that. It's not just big supernova out of nowhere. Yeah. Like yeah. the gas has to form first before the star explodes. So that, that's the last question. Like, what is it? Do they, need, do they need to bring in more wrestling minds to make that happen? Do they need to bring in more Hollywood writers or... Do they need to bring in marks? Like, just let fans dictate the shows. Like, Tony Khan is, we all know Tony Khan's a mark and has a lot of money. That's how AEW starts. But is he a guy that needs a little bit more like him and not so much wrestling minds around him? I, I don't know. That's the question. So, if it's going to happen anywhere, I, I would, I, if, it, if it were, in my opinion, I think it would happen where you're going to get the next big star or the potential for that next big star to break out is going to happen in AEW before it happens in WWE because 
WWE is very by the book. It's it's week to week, the same thing, the, the same storyline, and you're getting scripted promos. Like you can see certain guys that can take a scripted promo and make it seem like their own. Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, uh, and NXT, Adam Cole is very good at it. But they're only allowed to show a certain element of themselves. Now with AEW, we know there's a much bigger um, acceptance of going out there and cutting promos and being right. yourself. So mm-hmm. the ability to get yourself over in a, and, and uh, connect with the fan base, I feel like it's more likely that something would come out of that environment in AEW um, because they're allowing you to do more. There's, more. there's more freedom to do it. With WWE, maybe not so much. But again, it comes down to the wrestlers saying the right thing or doing the right thing at the right time. And you know, I, I think that right now, going into 2021, both companies, they have a lot of talented guys. You look at WWE, they have Keith Lee, they have guys like Riddle. I always talk about him. I think he's a guy that might be able to connect with that younger fan base. AEW has a ton of guys, whether it's Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, whoever. But it's just who's going to do who's going to do it? Who's going to be the next big thing in professional wrestling? And that's the hard thing to determine. You're right. It is. But that's why they have analytics. That's why they have ratings. And like I said, I think this year is going to be the year that the ratings go up for AEW and WWE. One of my bold predictions, we did a prediction show last week. You can click the thumbnail on the screen right now to check out our predictions for 2021 and show this all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.